You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I am your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. And today I wanted to talk about aesthetic treatments a little bit and what I feel like is worth it versus not worth it. I, I think that's a question we get commonly asked in this field of medicine. Well, is it worth the money? And man, I mean, that's just a really interesting question. It's a hard question to answer, and it's really different for everybody. So this is just going to be me rambling, my opinion, my experiences, a lot of these treatments I've had, a lot of them I have performed or seen or seen the results of. And I think, you know, one thing that's really interesting to me about aesthetic medicine is there are not going to be specific guidelines for things like, you know, prevention necessarily or, or outcomes of, you know, there's not a guideline on like how to get glowy skin. So it's really different than other forms of medicine where we're like, oh, hey, you have high blood pressure. Like, here's what the guidelines say, you know, start here and then go here. So in aesthetics, yes, we're still practicing medicine. We're prescribing, we're making treatment plans, but it's just, it's just a little bit different. So all that being said, you are going to see different opinions all over social media. You're going to see, you know, plastic surgeons that have totally different opinions because they have totally different experiences. They see things in the OR that we don't see without, you know, cutting a face open. And you're going to see injectors who have never been to the OR, who are going to be diehard, you know, this this product or procedure because they don't have that other side of the experience. And I think they're both valuable and completely valid in a lot of ways. And, and part of what I do when I'm seeing patients is really try to assess not just what do I think that person needs at that particular moment, but what are they going to need? You know, what do they need like down the line? What is their, what's the holistic picture? What are their goals? What are we, what are we talking about? So all that being said, just like a little disclaimer, my opinion is my opinion. And there are a million different opinions. And there's also a saying that says there is a million different ways to skin a cat, which is gross, but it's also true. I mean, there are a million different ways to achieve, you know, if we're talking about glowing skin, um, there's, there are tons of different ways to achieve tons of different looks. So all that to say, I'm going to start with treatments that I feel like are quote unquote worth it. And I might throw out a little bit of pricing in here, but everything is so different depending on where you're getting it, who's performing it, when and why they're performing it. Did you get a package? Did you use some particular brand? You know, is there, what does this person charge for their time and their experience? So it's, it's all different. Don't, you know, hold me to anything. If I do throw out a price, it may just be what you know, our particular pricing is, but I'm going to start with chemical peels. Okay. Love a chemical peel. Love, love, love a chemical peel. There are different layers. There's different levels of chemical peels. So there's really light chemical peels, um, which mostly are in, you know, spa settings, med spa settings, maybe like some glycolic acid, a little lactic acid, very light. They just take off that top, top epidermal layer of your skin, give you a little glow afterwards. And you can even do some like at home little baby chemical peels with certain products like Zio has an, a product called enzymatic peel. That's awesome. Skin better has a peel pad, you know, peel pads, that kind of thing. Those should be done maybe once a week at, at most. You don't want to overdo it at home. Super easy. 
don't have to cost a ton of money. Now, that being said, they're only going to penetrate that top layer of skin. There's a reason why you can do at home little light peels. They're not going to get down into the dermis and certainly not underneath that. So medium depth chemical peels are going a little bit deeper. They typically, I mean, they're like a few hundred bucks per treatment. So I'll just give like a general range. They should be in the three to $500 ish range. You typically are going to need a series of three of these. And these are for pigment, texture, tone. I mean, pretty much everyone can benefit from a chemical peel. As long as you don't have any active like skin-related autoimmune issues going on, like active psoriasis lesions or I mean, even like active acne, is chemical peels are awesome because they're getting off all that bacteria, all that dead skin. They're penetrating with those chemicals. Also, please don't be afraid of the word chemical. I know I say it until I'm like blue in the face, but every remember, everything is a chemical, including water. So chemical peels do have a little bit of downtime. And I say downtime, like for me, I no longer know what downtime means, meaning like... If I have a procedure and I'm bruised or peeling or just look generally look insane, I'm still going to go about my normal life. And I feel like friends, family, neighbors pretty much know at this point, like, and it's unlikely that my husband like punched me in the face. I probably just got some kind of weird filler or biostimulator or whatever. And I do think that's becoming more of the norm, but I totally get it. If you, I will schedule my patients chemical peels around kind of what they have coming up. And like day one and two after the peel, you you may look totally normal. But then I'm like, listen, day three, four, five, you may have giant chunks of skin falling off. And that's great. That's what that's what we want. And when your skin is injured, it's like with a chemical peel, we are intentionally causing a controlled injury to the skin. It has to heal itself. And that's where we're making new collagen, right? So I think I think chemical peels are awesome. I think they're totally worth it, in my opinion. And I, I do, I understand that people may want to just do one, but I will really only do that when somebody's in a maintenance phase and they've already had a series of three because I know that the ingredients that I'm using are not going to get to the layers of skin where I want them to go if I don't, if I haven't taken that dead skin off the top first. So that's why we say three. And the same thing goes with a lot of lasers. You're going to need a series to really penetrate where you need to go. Okay, next treatment that I personally feel like is worth it so biostimulators in your younger years, like 30s, maybe even early 40s, I do feel like the older we get and the more skin laxity and volume loss there is, I feel like there's a limit to what these biostimulators can do. Oh, okay. So people might want to know what a biostimulator is. Okay. So there's two main categories uh, right now. There are two kind of main brands. There's Sculptra and, and Radius. And what they do, there are other ways to biostimulate, but for the purpose of this conversation, this is what we're talking about. They both are sort of put in the filler category, but really when we're using them, like I'm talking about, they're stimulating you to make your own collagen. So it's really a more natural way of filling in, whereas a, a traditional filler that's made of hyaluronic acid, which is a gel, you're literally injecting the gel where the volume has been lost Instead of the biostimulator, yes, you're injecting, but it's more of a thin liquid that's that's going in a more kind of natural, widespread pattern because we all have global volume loss, right? Like you're not just losing volume in one place. You're not just losing that the tightness of your skin in one place. It's like all over the whole face, the whole neck. Does that make sense? 
So biostimulators in your younger years will really help ensure that the volume loss is not happening as rapidly. And it just gives a more smooth, natural appearance. And I I think that the aesthetic industry as a whole really is embracing this. In the last year, I've really seen these products be embraced a lot more because I think a lot of people are kind of over that like, Oh, your cheeks look good. Oh, your, your lips are looking good. That, that look now you, you don't put these in the lips. So you're still, you still might want lip filler, but that's just my personal opinion. I think they're really cool. I think what they do is really cool. And the, the, the way that they progress so naturally is really cool for me. I don't know that's, I said the word cool like 700 times, but you do, I do think that in your thirties, these are some treatments that you're going to want to get just to honestly, just kind of slow things down and keep what you've got. I've heard it called rent to own collagen. And I think that's a funny, but like awesome way to put it. So microneedling for me falls in kind of that same category. Now, microneedling, I think is amazing at an, any age, just the, what it can do for the skin tone, texture, firmness, just depending on what kind of microneedling you're using. But really ever microneedling is, I think, worth it. I do agree with, you know, you're needing a series. Of course, you can do a one-off treatment here and there, but you're going to get the best results when you have a series and when you keep doing it consistently. And it's just another way that we're causing these micro injuries so that your body will heal itself and create that collagen. So all the last three things, chemical peels, biostimulators, microneedling, you're noticing a theme here, right? The theme is collagen because when you get into your late twenties, early thirties, you start to lose collagen and it's really sad. And that's what is like the scaffolding that's holding up our skin and keeping our volume and keeping us looking youthful. And kind of my big thing is I never want anyone to look at me or my patients and say like, gosh, why your filler looks good or your whatever procedure it is that you had, that looks really good. I just want, I want to look as young as I feel. I'm about to be 40 and I just, I don't feel 40. I don't know. So I feel like that's what I hear from my patients mostly is that they, they don't want to look or they want to look the age that they feel. And most people don't feel like they're they're getting older. But I mean, I hate to tell everybody, we are all getting older. No one is getting younger except for Benjamin Button. Now you can look younger. I look 10 years younger now than I did 10 years ago. It's hilarious. Okay, next, lasers. I think most lasers, honestly, depending on what you're, the condition that you're looking to treat, I think lasers are worth it most of the time. I know that they can they can be really, really expensive. So I do also think there have to be realistic expectations. But if you are looking for a particular condition to be treated and you get the right laser, they can just be so bitchin'. I mean, so pigment, I... It's been a while. I love clear and brilliant laser. That's my, my jam. Um, I've done two series of three, maybe, maybe four after I had each of my children. So like five-ish years ago and seven, eight-ish years ago to really just knock out the pigment. And then now I try to do a laser like once a year, every six, just honestly, kind of when I remember, I'm sure I'm due for one now, Kelly Conover, if you're listening, I would like a clear and brilliant, please. But yeah, I, I think lasers can just be so amazing. There's a new laser called Avaclear that's FDA indicated for the treatment of acne now, that's kind of the only one right now that I have actually heard mixed reviews about. I've heard some people say it is unbelievable. I've heard a few people also say that they didn't have amazing results. But I think for the most part, most lasers are worth it. 
And lasers can be super expensive. Totally get that. So if you need to do a less invasive laser, less downtime, it's less expensive. Now you're not going to have the same results, but if you're 35, you may not need the same amount of skin resurfacing as when you're 55 or 60. So it really just depends on the results that you're looking for. We just, we have to be realistic now. So that's kind of conditional. Yes. I feel like most lasers are, are worth it, but being realistic of what you're treating and what the results are that you're looking for. What, what is, what is the outcome that you desire? If you're 65 and you have deep set wrinkles, as much as I just said, I love clear, clear and brilliant. That ain't it for you. So at that point, then no, it's not worth it. Now for me as a 40 year old person who's treating pigment typically like, yeah, hundred percent worth it. So next thing is tox or neurotoxin for me, Zeman, at consistent intervals. So what does that mean? Does that mean I have to get it every three months? Does that mean it's consistent once a year? What is, what is consistent? So most people metabolize their neurotoxin around 75 days, meaning they will see peak results in two to four, maybe six weeks that it'll last where they have no movement. And then it's a curve, right? So you go up the curve and have great results. And then you start going down the curve and then it can be completely gone around 75 days. Some people get more, some people get less. So what I mean by consistent intervals being worth it is that if you are constantly going back to complete baseline where you have complete washout of product and you get full movement back. No, it certainly doesn't hurt you, but your outcome will be better when, when you're consistently getting it every three to four months, just depending on how long it lasts you so that you never get fully back to that baseline where your skin is able to fold and create those resting lines. Cause that's, that's kind of the goal. So like, now listen, you can get Botox, Diamond, Juvo, Disport, Daxi, whatever, before a big event. You can get it once a year. I mean, there are plenty of people that I know that get it like, oh, my child is getting married, so I need to get neurotoxin because they either don't want to maintain it, they don't want to pay for it, totally get it. There's a lot that goes into it. It's just not the reality for, for a lot of people to, to maintain something. It's expensive. But your results will be significantly better when you're doing it consistently because you're never going back to baseline and and. So I compare the skin to a piece of paper, right? So you think about that piece of paper and you're folding the paper. And the more you fold the paper, the more the crease forms. And eventually that crease is really deep. And then we're working backwards to try to get the crease out. And we're like, okay, we're straightening the paper out. We're flattening the paper. Gosh, now I got the iron out. Now I got the steam on. And I'm right. So like we're working a lot harder to get those deep set resting lines out. And it can, it can be done, but... Let's say you started in your late 20s, early 30s doing neurotoxin at consistent intervals. You might not get to the point where you have deep set lines and you have to get, you know, these CO2 ablative lasers where you've got a week of downtime and swelling or, you know, bajillion chemical peels and retinols and all that. I mean, you still need your basic skincare, but if that makes sense, you may just, you just never get to the point where the crease is that hard to get out. So I try to keep my patients on a really consistent schedule every three to four months, just depending on, on what they need. And of course, if that doesn't fit their lifestyle and they want to do it once a year, once before a big event, that's totally fine too. Um, just depends on again, like realistic goals and, and outcomes. And I'll say this too, if you're not doing your skincare underneath, you cannot clean the canvas with a needle. So there, 
is not no point in getting neurotoxin if you're not taking care of your skin, but your results will be eight bajillion times better if you're using basic, consistent skincare. That includes washing your face, getting the dead skin off, using a retinol, a vitamin C, SPF, 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 every, 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 every day. So those are treatments that I feel like are worth it. And a few things. So also I want to make a note about biostimulators. So this is really interesting. I've been reading about this and learning about this more recently. So biostimulators, I went back, I was listening to a couple of plastic surgeon lectures on what's happening underneath the skin. This is why I ask my patients, like if you've come to see me and I've asked you about surgery, it's not because I feel like, oh, you need surgery or like you need a facelift or a blepharoplasty or whatever. I'm asking because everything that I do, whether it's a biostimulator or an HA filler, if you're happy, it have any intent of having, let's say, a neck lift or a facelift or a blepharoplasty. Everything that I do matters, right? Like it's it can make it harder for them down the road. We know that certain fillers actually like never go away. We think they go away, but they really probably don't. We know that from ultrasound and MRI. And and biostimulators are the same. Um, collagen is great, but it can also pose problems. So I do. I talk to people about their, their plans. And you honestly, I will say like a lot of people aren't thinking about it in that way until I bring it up and it's, I'm not bringing it up to say that you need it. I just am bringing it up to say it's something we need to think about because it, it matters and it impacts what I do or do not do. So those are my treatments that I feel like are worth it. Treatments that I feel like are not worth it. Don't you don't come at me. Don't you dare. This is my opinion. My opinion only you are allowed to have your opinions. Okay, not worth it. Expensive facials. Here's why. Oh my gosh. Facials are really working on the surface layer of the skin and they're not penetrating like by nature. They're not a chemical peel. They can be so expensive. Now, if you like a facial just for the ritual and the relaxation, almost like getting a massage. Great. Great. Absolutely keep doing it. Sure. What I typically tell my patients is save your money on the expensive facial and save up, get a chemical peel or a laser. Your skin is going to be better for it. It's going to have better results underneath that are more sustainable. When you leave a facial, I totally get it. You're like glowing because you're covered in stuff. You're covered in product, you know? And if you get like a hydrofacial that's actually like exfoliating and getting dead skin off and stuff, I mean, cool. That's great. But it just depends. There are a lot of really expensive facials where you're essentially getting a massage and they're rubbing product on top of your face. So that's what I'm talking about. Uh, number two, submental kybella. So that is a compound that can be used to dissolve fat and it can be used under the chin, particularly for double chins. You need multiple treatments. Treatments are over $1,000 each. And really the true definitive treatment is liposuction there. And when people hear liposuction, they like freak out. It sounds like a massive thing that they don't want to do. We're so much better now at liposuction. I say we, I'm not doing liposuction. I mean the aesthetic community than we were when it first came out, but submental cabella really is the best and most definitive treatment and you will have better and long lasting results. Now, cabella can be used in some really cool ways in other parts of the body. Certainly there are people who are just absolutely never going to have surgery. They're not even considering it and that's okay. So you got to think about that. And there are people who aren't surgical candidates for a million different reasons. Um, so there's certainly a place for these things. Uh, I just, to me and my patients, when I talk about it, I don't feel like Cabela is worth it. Okay, number three, masseter 
neurotoxin when you don't actually need it. Y'all, I'm seeing this trend where people are coming in and telling me that their injector gave them neurotoxin in their masseter muscles, which is part of the, the muscles on the outside of your jaw, muscles for chewing. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm like, well, did you have jaw pain? Did you ask, are you looking for facial slimming? What, why did they do that? It's a lot of neurotoxin. It's expensive. I don't understand it. So I don't do masseter neurotoxin unless someone's complaining of jaw pain, wants to slim their jaw, or I like talk to them about it. I, I don't understand this. I don't understand. It's very confusing. Okay. Also not worth it. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I just have to call out MBR skincare specifically. I'm seeing more and more of this and it's driving me bananas. Like this, I, I just, I can't even talk about it or biologique recherche. Please move on. It's just, it's not that good. Okay. Last one threads. Again, this is my opinion. Don't at me. I think threads in a few years, we're going to look back and be like, man, what were we doing? I just feel like for the things that we're trying to accomplish now, again, kind of like Kybella, they have a place. I, I think they do. There are people that are excellent at threads and they know what they're doing. There are plenty of people who are not excellent at threads and there's funky and weird outcomes all the time. And we see them and I, we don't, I just, I don't know. It's, I don't love it. I think it's like very invasive. And again, they like don't last that long and they're expensive. So, and what we're seeing then is like, okay, if you, if you did a treatment of threads every six to 12 months, you could have also just saved that and gotten like the no, lower neck lift that you really needed or the blepharoplasty or whatever. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like threads are my jam right now. Uh, happy for you to respectfully please change my mind now. And I've been to lectures and conferences and seen them performed by some of the top experts in the world. And I'm still like, what? So all that to say, these are my opinions. I hope you have a great week. I will be back next week with a super fun podcast with a gal that I love following and if love following her company. As always, if you liked this episode, please rate, share, subscribe. It's how I continue to get great guests and bring you episodes. See you soon. Bye.